And we're back, Mike Cernovich and special guest. Jake Apple is in the house. Yeah, not really special guest, I guess co-host, whatever. People got mad. I uploaded the, the podcast and I just said Mike and Jay. And people who weren't familiar with it were like, really? I'm like, shut up, guys. Just listen to him. Or don't. Or don't listen to him. Just shut up, man. But people who knew were very, very happy and are thrilled that, that you know, we're, we're back doing stuff. So welcome back. How are you? How's, how's, your, how's your week been? Awesome, man. It's exciting to be doing this with you. Uh, you and I have been doing some couple other things recently, personally, and uh, just awesome to be uh, together again, for sure. Yeah, we saw Alexander last night at his birthday party. That was that was a good time. Epic. Yeah, yeah undisclosed location. It's always fun to see everybody out there and to see how well everybody's doing. You know, everybody's, everybody's growing up. I think we did our first podcast in 2011 or something. Yeah, man. Like uh, the first, the first, I think the big ones that really resonated were in 2013. But we've been doing them for almost literally, like you said, close to 10 years, dude. And the old ones are going back up on Rockfin. So that I have a new announcement. You and I will have to talk about revenue sharing, and you know, we'll, we'll have to figure out the the um because I actually I don't know how how it even works yet. But there. Uh, so for those listening at home, we had the most amazing podcast ever of all time before podcasting got big. And then once I became like public enemy number one, people were going back and saying, oh, you're advocating, you know, drug use. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just saying this is what I did. This is like we did a, a, just a huge podcast on you know, like what kind of gear and how much our NPC level bodybuilders on. It was and we and we're in the podcast saying, don't do this. We're not telling you to do it. But it, it just gets to a point where it isn't what you say it's what the media can lie about what you said. So I would just pull them all, pull them all down. And I'm not going to re-upload them because it'll just get me flagged. But they're all going to be on Rockfin. So we have like 50 or 60 episodes of the, the old Vegas podcast and everything. Yeah, there's some epic content. Yeah. Man, it's going to be really, really exciting. It's going to be funny too for me when a bunch of reporters or whatever, they'll, they'll start listening to them and think that it got me. Like, I, they're my podcast. Like, I recorded them. I just, I took them off. I just I took them off iTunes so you don't flag me for fake stuff, right? right? So everything on iTunes is very much like PG. Don't cuss. Don't do anything. But Rockfin is much more like just honest, right? That, that that's the thing is, I never said anything. We we never said anything on this podcast that was bad or advocated anything wrong. And every TRT was through a doctor, so it's not like we we advocated anything, but. We live in such a dishonest world. I was just going to say, right, everything that you and I do is about transparency and truth. And as you know, Mike, how many times have, we, have you said this? How many times have I said this? People want to be lied to. Oh, I, I see it all the time. Like, like, I don't have a Lamborghini, so therefore I must have never had any success in life, right? Where's your Lamborghini? You mean the Lamborghinis that people rent? Other than the Tate brothers, they, they actually really do. They do well, but... Outside of them, yeah, they don't. Most people don't know you can go to Toro or whatever and rent a Porsche Turbo and you take your selfie and you, you know split it with a few other guys. But this is the economics of influencers. They don't really understand is you get say five guys, you go to Bali, you rent a sick Airbnb, but it's really only like three hundred dollars a night, and you split it five ways. And then every influencer takes their drone pictures and they upload it to their separate channels. And then they all look rich because people don't know. No, no, they're in Bali. It's three hundred dollars a night. Like they're not making right. 
my guess is that 80% of the people that are on YouTube that are quote unquote entrepreneur hustlers are, you know, broke guys just trying to make it. Yeah, because I don't know where they get all the time to to do all the money making courses. I'm like, I wish I had time, right? I actually could have a thing or two to teach people. Like you and I and Alexander and a few other people, Mike, who I do the other podcast with, we're trying to set up this thing in Vegas and everybody's too busy. Like we don't even have time to coordinate our schedules where we can actually give a valuable event for people because you're so busy. And then you see all these entrepreneur guys, th that's all they're doing. It's like, you don't have businesses you're running full time? Yeah, that must be nice. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, without like disparaging people, I mean, and then you see the stuff they post on social media and you immediately know, right? <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah, but if you're younger, you don't know. That's, that's the you just see You just see a mansion and you think, oh, he's got a mansion. No, he Airbnb'd it. Airbnb in the hills there. You can you can rent a Ferrari for a day. It's fifteen hundred bucks. I'm sure that's a lot of money, but you split it between five other influencers. And right. right. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. My, it's funny that you just said that a mansion because my nine year old daughter Gabby is always like, Dad, when are we gonna live in a mansion? And I'm always like, Gabby, we're never gonna live in a mansion. But why don't you make a goal of living in a mansion? Well, I lived in one in Vietnam actually, and I didn't like it. I'll never live in a mansion. It's too big. Yeah, no, it is. You would, Total waste of space. We would, we would DoorDash or whatever the Vietnamese equivalent of DoorDash, the app they had there was. You ring the doorbell, everybody's fighting over, oh, God, who's going to go get the door? And right. you're walking down three flights of stairs. I guess if you had a servant th th who, who would do that for you, but then you're, you're only in so much space. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And then you know, cleaning it and all that stuff and keeping it. You know, capped and upkeep. It's just a total waste. And you're not using the rooms. That's what I mean. Exactly yeah. right. It's just some, it's some nonsense. It's a McMansion concept. People want bigger, stronger. You know, it's just nuts. Well, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal I read that the boomers are all mad that nobody will buy their McMansions. That's absolutely true. Because people realize, yeah, I don't want to live in a McMansion. No, it's absolutely true. Like, that's the biggest issue right now in real estate that, like, people that bought, you know, 3,500 square foot houses, like, all over North America can't sell them now because. If it's two-story, you know, no older person is going to be living in a two-story house. And then, you know, young kids, they don't want that excess. They can't afford it anyway, Mike. No, they can't afford it. They can't afford the McMansions. You're realizing, too, that what do you have five bedrooms? I don't have five bedrooms. I have two kids. Right. What With five bedrooms, that somebody's hiding in a bed. I'm always paranoid about people hiding out. There's just more places for people to to assassinate me or something like that. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, the reality is, is like four bedrooms, unless you literally have six children or something like that, a four-bedroom house is like as big as you should ever be. That, that gives you an office, a couple of kids, you know. You, even You could even have three kids in a four-bedroom, right? Because if you have two, two little ones, they share a bunker. Right, and that's what the boomers are realizing. They have too much house, and they... And two stories, I don't even know if this is a trend, but I don't like two stories. No, it's terrible. I, walking up and down them, somebody spilled water on it, your kid's going to fall down the stairs. You know, one story is where it is, so they're all mad. They can't sell their houses. They can't sell the big McMansion. So if you're li listening at home, but then meanwhile, people, here, here's what I love is things that I do believe in spending money on, people argue with me about. So they'll be like, oh, you don't have a, you don't live in a mansion. You know, like there was a couple articles, one in your Spiegel, one in the New Yorker, and they made fun of me because I live in like a small house, you know. And I was like, yeah, I know. I live in a small house. You know, it's only 3,000, you know, a, a tiny, tiny small house in a subdivision. And, and But they thought they were like really getting digs on me, right? right, right. And I was like, no, that's, that's good. You should, you should live in a small house. But then if you tell somebody, go out and spend $2,000 on a mattress, they'll like freak out on you. 
What, I was like, wait a minute, why would you live in a mansion that you can't even be in every room in, but you only get one bed? That's crazy. Right? By the most, but the people are so brainwashed where right. me, I would rather have a really incredible bed. The most, And I don't even sell beds. I don't have a deal with any mattress companies or whatever. But I spent a lot of time thinking about the bed and the experience of sleeping. And then people get really tricked. Or I did buy, I bought a chili pad, 500 bucks. And people are like, I can't believe it. You buy a chili pad, and the way it works is it's this cube, and it runs cold water through a bunch of little pipes, and yep. it fits on your side of the bed. Changed my life because yeah. you're a heavy, you're a hot sleeper. I am too. And if you know, I'm not a. If I were on trend, you know, like you're sweating through it. Thank God I'm not, and haven't been for you know five years or whatever. But you, you're not gonna wake up overheating. And the people are like, oh, I would never spend five hundred dollars, and I'm like, well, that's you're you're crazy. Then you should save up. You're statistically proven to sleep. 34% of your life, your waking hours or, or your living hours of life, 34% is in bed. So why would you not have a $3,000 king size California cane with all the accoutrements like that? You know, you can have a grounding pad too. A grounding pad is amazing. A chill pad, um, you know, some form of memory foam, obviously poly posturepedric, you know, Simmons or one of those high end things, but you're right, Mike. I mean, like I mind, it's mind blowing to me to see people who have never had a good bed in their whole life. And it's like, dude, that should be like first and foremost. Yeah, I have a gravity. I, that's another thing too. Is people will, they'll think I'm being paid by these. I'm like, could you imagine if Gravity Blanket were paying me sponsorship? <laughs> there would be protests like in a minute. So I just actually started blocking people on Twitter when they're like, "You need to." Dis they like they think they got me in a gotcha. Like, you really need to disclose these business relationships. Like, oh god, no, trust me, they're not. And if they were, they would be in a lot of trouble with, with the, the social justice left. People are bizarre. They they always want to catch a slipping, but that's what I do. I, I have a $200 gravity blanket. That sounds expensive. It is just to go spend $200. But if you say, well, no, I'm going to have it for 10 years. Okay, it's 20 bucks a year, a buck 50 a month to yeah. completely change how I sleep. There's all sorts of technology now that you can use on your mattress, you know, the chill pad, and that's like entry-level stuff, right? But I mean, like for four grand, for 3,500 to four grand, you can have state-of-the-art, you know, change um, the, the contour, change the comfort level. Um, you can even, you know, change, um, you can modulate the frequency, like the vibration while you're sleeping, which as you know, you know, does all kinds of stuff to your circadian, or not your circadian rhythm, but your brain waves. So it gets you into polyphasic sleep. And now, um, I don't know if you've seen this, um, what's common, the Halo. Have you seen the Halo headset? Which, yeah, I have, yeah. So the Halo, I just ordered that, and it's actually, uh, I ordered it about a month and a half ago. It hasn't come. It was supposed to ship. There's so many people that are doing it now. But you can wear your Halo headset when you go to sleep at night, whether you do some sort of mindfulness or meditation, and it then shuts off, and it's programmed by the modulation of the sound in your mattress. So it's pretty dope. So, I mean, you're right, dude. There's absolutely no, if you're a guy or a woman out there, and you're making money, and you're not sleeping at the highest level, then you're making huge mistakes. Yeah, and, but people don't think that way, but they think about a McMansion. That, that's, that's social conditioning right there, which is, I want, like, I remember people, especially younger guys, The one of their favorite podcasts was when we just said, don't buy a Lamborghini, buy a used BMW and get it tuned and chipped and get the aftermarket intercooler stuff, get all that for an extra four grand. People, people have, be just as fun yeah absolutely that's a $30,000 car drives as fast if not yeah. faster yeah. yeah so a bunch of guys actually did that they're like oh yeah that's actually but people are so brainwashed oh you gotta go buy a Lamborghini to be somebody or you have to live in a McMansion or a huge mansion or something it's crazy man yeah I even think when they have and, and this I guess is the difference between people who have been there and done that but 
when I see these guys on the internet posting pictures of the mansions with all these like women there or whatever, I'm like, how do you get get them out of there? Because as you know, people get drunk, they're throwing up, they're bringing over co it, it, this glamour, the the idea that just because someone's beautiful that these are nice people, people stealing things, bumping into your you know bumping into your car. I remember you would tell me stories. You know, from Vegas, you got these girls and people come home and they're melting down and throwing up on the couches and oh, stuff. Man. That's just, yeah, I mean, that's exactly. And that's when you know it's like fake because there's anyone that actually owns those type of things is not allowing that to happen in their house anyway. So you're, you're right. It's all like a setup. I mean, half the stuff today, you don't even know. It could be staged and maybe even holographic. People with Photoshop and After Dark, I mean, they can edit half the stuff. <laughs> yeah, they, they edit it or you pay people to go there. And the younger guys... And that's why I don't even argue. Like, I know right when I do this podcast, people are like, is so-and-so legit? And like, don't ask me if you're listening to this. Keep me out of your little gossip and drama and who's legit and who's not. That's not the point of this, other than most people who I know are doing really well, unless they're really into cars, they don't have a Lamborghini. Absolutely. They just, they don't. Well, you know, like, we've talked yeah. about this many times. I mean, a smart business person doesn't buy something that depreciates right. 15 to 20% when they drop it off a lot. It's not a smart investment. Yeah, not only that, but then you have, uh, I, I guess the, the way to put it is, then you have not only is the depreciating asset, but you don't, because Ferraris, this is something I learned that was funny. If people are listening and they do ever want to buy a Ferrari, there's a great channel. Um, read the read the video. I'm just I'm talking to people you right now are listening. Go on YouTube and type in how to buy a Ferrari for 35000 So there is actually like a subculture where you can have a Ferrari and as long as you put under 1,500 miles a year and you buy it used and everything, yeah, it holds its value. Yeah. So so if you were, I guess there's a difference between us and most people is if we owned a Ferrari, that's how I would do it. I would buy like a $50,000 Ferrari that had paperwork traced back to everything and I would drive it, you know, only occasionally and those don't actually depreciate. And, and oftentimes they hold value. So you get to drive it for free essentially for a year, a year and a half if you really take care of it. Yeah, you got to think of it as like a show car. And right. That's what truly wealthy people do. They have like a car that they drop, they keep, it's obviously a garage. Some people even keep it in a garage like at another location, like in storage. And then every now and then they'll literally take it down to like a cars and coffee, you know, something like that on the weekend and show it off. But you're right, they don't put any miles on it. So it's a good investment. And that's obviously, it retains its value. And then also, you know, you feel a sense of pride of ownership. It's a beautiful car. Beautiful car and you you aren't depreciating it and that's what actually real car guys that that's another funny thing too is you see people the first thing they get money they want to go buy the, the big car and if they want to drive the car hard i'm never one to hate on anybody right. for what they want to do sure. my biggest concern is people think that that's what they're supposed to want oh i need the supercar or i need the ferrari or i need this no if you do it or i always say go drive a, a, a track or something if you go you know Go rent one for a weekend. Is that really what you want to do? Great, God bless you. But we're we're programmed, we're programmed to want things that maybe we don't really want. The the McMansion, the huge house. Talk to some people who lived in a huge house. I even Jacob Wall of all people tweeted out something funny, which was there uh, Instagram something funny where people said, "What's the downside of being rich?" And he said, "Well, I met a lot of rich people, and they all bought like really big estates, and they're just kind of weird because you're isolated." You, yeah. Right, you're you're Absolutely. you're up in the everybody thinks I want to live up in the mountains. Okay, but probably don't have any friends. The people who live around there are weirdos, so you don't have a good social network. But that's what you think to do. I need to go buy the fifty acre estate in wine country or something. 
what are you going to do? Walk around and look at your freaking grapes all day? I mean, it's, it is it is weird like, if you think about like in today's day and age because, you know, like you have more than my, I do but, and now I'm starting to gain some and like people recognize this and it's like the last thing you really want is to be out in public and have people come up that you have no idea who want to talk to you about your life, right? Like you want to just have some form of privacy but it does get harder and harder so I can't even imagine. I mean, you know, it would be weird, you know, to be an A-list person like that who's whole life is now about isolation. Like, how do I keep myself from the masses? Well, yeah, or rich people that get paranoid want the big house or the people, yeah, when you recognize in public a lot, it's interesting because it's a reminder that it only takes one to kill you, right? Yeah. I had a guy, I was in New York and I was walking down Times Square, he's across the street, Mike runs across the street and I'm, friend or foe, friend or foe. Yeah. Oh, he's a friend, I'm like, good. But then I thought if he was a foe, I'd be dead right now. It's crazy. Yeah, so when I'm out in public, I'm always like really low key. People, whenever people meet me, one of the first things they say is like, "Oh, I didn't know you're that tall or that big or whatever," because I keep I'm I keep my head down, man. Like I'm outside, I lay low. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I think two people like have this like mistaken assumption because of Hollywood and the way everything is glamorized and, and uh, reimaged that people are more you know physically impressive than they really are. And then you know you, when you meet a Hollywood person, like last night at Alex's. In a party, um, he was actually tall. Yeah, I was tall as me and yeah. you. And I yeah. was just like, oh my God, dude, you're the tallest A list you know, TV guy in Hollywood. And he joked and we joked around about it. But yeah, I mean, usually the camera makes people appear to be much bigger than they really are. But yeah, it's, 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 it is interesting when you're recognized in public and how people are, how, how people can actually converse with you. Yeah, it's nice. For me, it's been always, um, always been upside. I remember, the, you always remember the first time, and then it you know, happens a lot. I was in Whole Foods, and the guy's like, Mike! This is why I just had a blog. Right. That's why one of my, the only ways to really annoy me was when people are like, you're only somebody because of Trump or whatever. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. No, I've ruined my life. I never should have gotten into politics. That's why I'm getting out of politics. <laughs> that was just the worst thing I ever did in my life. I had a blog. It was like the perfect, the best thing you can have is a blog and a niche podcast. That's perfect level of e fame, because you're you're not famous enough to, to catch full crazies, right. and everybody who listens to you like is kind of on board, kind of on message. You don't get that many hate listeners, right. and they you know they like you. They want to support your stuff. They want to support your work. But you get more fame. So me, I'm at least ten times more famous than I was back then, yeah. and people assume that I'm like ten times more successful. But it's, I'm probably point nine. I'm probably less right. successful. Right than I was in 2015. I've talked about that before. And people don't believe it, but they also, they, they overestimate broad appeal. Yeah. Niche, niche is still in. It's funny how you said that, because like, I remember too, like three years ago, I was at an airport in Hawaii, and I can't even remember what I was there for. I think I was doing some, it was business consulting, and some guys came up and said, oh my God, you're the TRT guy. Right. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm Jake Campbell. He's like, yeah, yeah. Hey man, I gotta get a picture with you. But you're right; it's funny. You, you do you do remember that kind of stuff the first time. But yeah, I mean, I'm nowhere at your level. But but uh, it's interesting, and it is fun um, to you know to talk to people. And the same as you, man. I, I feel like I vibrated a level where I don't really attract any haters. I mean, I have them now. Right. You know, they're like you said. If you're cool in public, and I know you always are, um, you're not gonna really. I mean, you never know. There are some crazy people out there. Um, but I mean, as long as you don't vibrate in a way that like. You know, makes people want to fight you or want to come after you or something like that. You know, again in public, not your online persona. I I, I feel like the risk is minimal, but then there's always crazy. Bro, you know? Well, that and that's the difference between niche fame and, and like more generalized fame. Is if you're 
I don't know if you're Brad Pitt or whoever's famous now. I don't. I don't know sure. whoever's. Fa- I don't care. But you're gonna. There's gonna be a person who thinks you want to murder them just because they're an insane person. Right. The the wider you cast in that, there'll be one person that you're not. It isn't even your energy is good there. They'll be convinced you're talking to them through their screen, and that that's what happens when you have like real A list fame. Yeah. I, I, no I, thanks. I, I would, yeah, I would agree with that. And I, totally, bro. I mean, I, I can't even imagine living like that where everywhere you go, people running up to you. I mean, I think they really, honestly, sure, the money must be great and, you know, people read about you online, but I mean, dude, your private life must just be whack, man. I yeah. can't even imagine it. Well, it's a different level. Yeah. Yeah, that that's a different level even than sort of internet. That's like Jake Paul or Logan Paul. There's these, right. like, YouTube bloggers. They shut down a mall in Dubai or something. Right. That's that to me wouldn't be fun. People trying to spy on you through your right. cr- four people were dressed in his yard or something. Yeah, that's no, nuts. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people were hiding behind bushes in his house just because they wanted to be near him. That's nuts. That's a different level. No thanks, man. No, even absolutely. even when I was doing some stuff with Alex Jones, I I quit doing it, and people thought there's some kind of drama, and I was like. No, his audience was too big, dude. People yeah. don't realize how big that guy is, or how, was, or I don't know how he's doing now, but it was, it was absurd. Yeah. If you're on a show regularly, you're going to get spotted every day you leave your house. That's crazy. And for me, it was just like, no thanks. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't need all that. But it's a sign. I mean, it's a sign of things. One is th- there's no really such thing as e-fame anymore. It's right. just all kind of generalized it used to be thought of as something different. Oh, that that guy's real famous. That guy's e famous, and yeah, it, there it, isn't. It's weird to think about it because, like, there's so many, like you said, niches and different forms of media now. Like, you know, YouTube is just as big as television for right. certain generations. Like, like, like young generations don't even watch television, right. right? Like, but they watch YouTube, they watch Twitch. You know, they know the video game people, and then you always still have sports. Like, there's certain generations of younger people that watch specific sports, but even the younger generations today don't watch like the traditional sports that were big when you and I were younger, right? Like football, baseball, basketball. That doesn't even appeal to a lot of these younger kids. They don't play sports. I, I don't even know what people are into anymore. No. Yeah, video I, games. I think. Yeah, I think the esports. Guys, yeah, they go to um, they go to events and actually they watch other people play video games. Yeah. Which is weird, but I mean that's just kind of the way it is today. Yeah, I'm I'm wild like that where I because the, the types of things people ask me anymore are just so what is the word remedial yeah. that I don't even know how to answer. Exactly. The, like twenty five year old guy ten years ago would ask me like a good question. Right. A twenty five year old guy today the question that I can't even comprehend. It's so yeah. terrible. Like, wow, that's what your deal is? We'll say things like, just super open, like, what are your thoughts on so-and-so? Right. Not giving you any kind of feedback or kind of phrasing the question. Yeah, dude, we're in a different world in day and age right now, man. A lot of people also, as you know this, will ask questions, not for you to really give them an answer, but just to actually hear themselves validated by asking right. the question. Yeah, and I just, I don't have time for that. <laughs> there, There's... Yeah, there there is so much of that, or they they just want to suck your time away, just take your life force away. There's so much of that more and more, and I get what's going on is, you know, they probably didn't have a strong role model and da da da. So I don't want to be dismissive of people like that, but the flip side is they're not going to execute. No, so there's no. just I learned that I learned that the hard way. You're, like they're just not going to execute. Well, remember you taught me like if it's in your book 
and it's on your podcast and it's free. Right. And they're still asking the same questions, then you just ignore and delete, right? Right, right. There's nothing you can do. Because you know that they're being intellectually dishonest or lazy or both. So if it's you've already put it out there for people, then you know that you don't have to answer that question. And if they take that the wrong way, then that's on them. Yeah, I'll have th that issue comes up a lot where people be like, oh, you know, they'll ask me about like intermittent fasting. I'm like, I wrote about that in Gorilla Mindset five years ago or however I did a podcast on, right? It's like, okay, you haven't even wrote my book. It's a nine, $9, you know? No, go away. That really, and then people, oh, so you only for buy something for me, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you can read me for free, but don't ask me shit that I like wrote a book about. Well, it's like read the me, book. It's like for me with like testosterone. Like I get the most absurd questions and it's right. like covered in two books, 100 podcasts, who knows how many free webinars. And it's like, if you can't have the common decency to actually already know that that question's been answered a thousand times, then you know what? I'm sorry, bro. I'm just going to ignore you and delete you. And you're right. You're going to get the pushback and the haters on it, but you just ignore that too. Yeah. Or just read. That's the whole thing. I, oh. Nobody. Ha yeah. Everything's free. Everything's free. But if you're asking me a question, the way I look at it is if you're asking me a question about something that I wrote a book about, and the book's not $100, it's not $1,000, it's $9.99 for an ebook. You can torn it, rip the book off, steal right, exactly. it, read it. Yeah, too. yeah, exactly. So you're, you're wasting my time. That to me is just a sure sign of a loser is right. I'm not even going to do any research myself. I'm just going to impose myself on you and ask you something that I should already know the answer to. I mean, it's incredible, man. Like I give away so much of my stuff for free. Everybody knows like anyone who's in the service or military, you know, always if you email me. I, I have no problem. I'm t totally grateful for what you've done for the country and for myself and my family. I always give it away for free. But then you're right. You get those guys and they just want this, this and this and this and more. And it's like, you know, you finally say something back. And you're like, hey, man, why don't you think about all those books? Why don't you think about leaving me a review? You know, what are your thoughts? And then, you know, you get like the snide you know, remarks, oh, well, if I left your review, I would be one star or something like that. Right. You've you got so many people out there today that are just not, I guess, aware and they're just looking for confrontation. I mean, it's like, you know, my wife always says they're just addicted to the drama, Mike. Right. Yeah, that, that's the textbook one where they'll, they'll email me and I'm like, oh, yeah, send my book. Oh, so you're saying I have to buy your book to talk to you. No, you can read me. You can read me for free. But yeah, don't ask me something that's been in my book. Like literally, intermittent fasting is a health and fitness chapter of the book. I did a podcast on it. Go find the podcast. Go. And then it, it, like, which is, that's how you tell like, here's the difference between a good question and just like a guy is a loser. Never going to go anywhere. It's, a good question is, hey, I've been doing intermittent fasting for six weeks. I feel kind of groggy. Uh, I'm, I'm not gaining any muscle. I'm curious what's going on. And then right away, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's actually a good question. Yeah. And then I would know the answer. I'd be like, let me guess, you're probably skinny. Yes. Well, skinny people shouldn't do intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is you know, different. You, bu you build your physique on carbs, and then you lose, your, you lose your fat on low carbs. And that's the difference. Right. That's you're like, okay, a specific word. Somebody says, how do I, people, I, I swear to God, people ask me, how do I build a profile? I'm like, what, what, or how do I build a blog? How do I start a podcast? How about you go to Google? How do I start a podcast? What microphone do I use? But if somebody comes to me, it's like, oh, I've been podcasting for a year. Like I talked to one guy about his YouTube channel and he, he's been YouTubing for, oh, I don't know, two years. And his question was good. I'm like, okay, you're, it's basically his thumbnails and titles sucked. Sure. I'm like, fix your thumbnails and titles, you'll double your page. You're not going to be Logan Paul or whatever, Tim Pool or somebody, but you're going to you know, have a good channel. That's fine. But like, how do I start a YouTube channel? Go away. Dude, I think, honestly, you know, 
we talked about this before, but people are so lazy and intellectually dishonest at this point in time because they're just so used to being spoon fed due to technology, due to you know instant gratification, due to there's an app for that that they really don't have the desire or the true truth, the pursuit of real truth, which is as you said, you got to read, you got to do the work, right. You got to actually spend 40 minutes to listen to the podcast or to listen to the webinar or the free audio or the book or whatever. And people literally just want to do the bare minimum and get the maximum. And it's like, it's not going to happen. And that's where we're at in society today. And that's why I always laugh because majority of younger people today, like you said, who are best word to say it, losers are not willing to put in the work to get what is going to come as requisite. Not only that, but they they're going to bring other people like down with them because they're just they're time wasters they there's no other way to put it and when i talk to people i can tell they've never really been talked to before like that where right. i just i'm like you're you're wasting my time yeah it's like no you're wasting my time that's the only sin that you could like i have two daughters i have like tons of work like i'm doing a thousand things right. and you're, you're asking me something literally like in a book or there's that, that a thread about that i've that I've done things on. But the good news is that if you're young and you're gunning it, never, never, never been a better time. We should do a podcast on just the volume of emails that you and I receive that don't get returned. Like how like like how to send an email to Mike Cernovich and Jay Campbell and actually get a response. I don't even I don't check my public emails. <laughs> no, no I, have, I have a private one for clients that they can and I'll respond in thirty seconds. Well I'm like you now like, Yeah. Respond and so you know, but I see people posting things like on my YouTube channel or crazy stuff, and that's all monitored now for me too. But like you know, they'll send it to me if it's nuts, and it's just kind of like, well, you're still not going to get, it's still not going to get a reaction. You're going to get blocked and banned and deleted. Yeah, and then and then they'll email me that they're upset that they're blocked. It, <laughs> it's a strange world because I didn't treat people like this. I wasn't always, you know, I got into flame wars back in the day. I'm not going to pretend I was of some course. nice guy, but people that I liked, I wasn't abusive to. No. The way people treat me, no, I'm thinking, and then, but the thing is, if you want to be mean to me, that's fine, but but they want me to, to not un to unblock them. And I'm like, why would you engage with somebody like this? So where it, did you learn, where did you learn this? Who raised you? So it goes back to what we talked about earlier, which is like, they literally say, they write out a dissertation in a diatribe, and somehow you do get to read it, and then they say, you probably won't answer or, or, or reply to this, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> You're like, dude, are you serious that you are that big of a time waster that you literally, because as you know, the words you speak are very powerful, right? Your world mindset stuff. It's like, you're saying that I'm not going to respond by just the way you, t your tonality of your email. What are you doing? People are lost, bro. Yeah. I feel, and that's probably why Jordan Peterson and others are, are doing, he gets a lot of hate, but they're doing good work. Cause you have, somebody has to have, the, I just don't have the patience for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I probably that's, because he, his daughters are fully raised. I got two kids, man. Right. You got two young daughters. Yeah. I don't have time for that. No, no, no. And I, and I, you know, I used to make the mistake of, you know, wearing my heart on my sleeve and trying to help some of these guys and, you know, trying is the operative word because you can't, Mike. As you know, most of these people don't even want help. They don't want the truth. They just want to waste your time. And you have to be able to discern, like, who's a time waster and who isn't. Well, and that was the the... The number one thing, the number one lesson that you learn is just charge people. It doesn't have to be a lot. Nine ninety five a month or something like that. That eliminate. That's why every event I do, I charge. 
because you don't it's something about it as much as people want to uh, attack you or whatever 10 bucks it's not worth their time to do it no. which to me says kind of a lot about them which is if i didn't like someone and i wanted him to know i didn't like him i would i'd pay like 100 bucks or something to let him know but that it's just a different different way that loses listen think. man I learned, I agree 100% as you know, and I don't do anything now that's not paid. I've done one free meetup in my life. It was in New York City. You know, Alex showed up, Aaron Grossman. There was a bunch of big people that showed up. It was awesome. We had like 100 people. And the next day, I blew my shoulder up in the bike accident. I was in New York, in New York City. But it's, it's hermetics, man. It's the law of cause and effect. If you want to, you know, put out a position of value, which obviously guys like you are high-value people, then you're not going to attract high-value people unless they have a respect to say, hey, you know what? I want to be in front of Jay Campbell and Mike Cernovich. I'm, I'm willing to pay 100 bucks. I'm willing to pay 75 bucks. I'm willing to pay whatever it is. And as you know, you, that's how you attract the right people because if you don't put that out there and you don't put that energy out to the universe, you're not going to get the right people.